0: Yeah, what did you have for breakfast this morning?
1: What did I have? For, I didn't. I, I skipped breakfast. Uh, I
0: figured I'd be eating this. You were fasting, yeah, yes, and yeah. doing some intermittent fasting along right. along with your That's keto. Right. Uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a new just body. Shut <laughs> up, body. Yeah, on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Scheduling liposuction tomorrow, and <laughs> somebody's bringing a sheep <laughs> shop vac. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: not gonna leave. Not gonna leave. Not gonna leave. Not gonna leave. The gospel means good news. Like you can't change the definition of the gospel. We failed to take control of something that God had given us stewardship over. This is not just gonna be given to you. You're gonna have to stand for something. That's what the battle's for. The battle's for your awakening. The battle's for your first love. The battle's for you to to awaken. When God saying, get on the way right now. Because with what is happening right now, and stop looking and fantasizing in your mind and imprisoning the revival that God wants
1: to bring. The Supernaturalist,
0: The Supernaturalist
1: Podcast Show.
0: Well, Bobby, welcome back to Seattle. I'm glad to be here. I really mean that. It's always such an honor having you come in and speak into the region, into this house. Yeah, this is, We're excited about tonight, everything God has in store Good. for us. I'll
1: tell you, I'm more excited about the Northwest than I've been in a long time. Wow. Something's up. It's not business as usual. Yeah, we better amen. get
0: ready. Amen, amen. And we're, we're feeling that. There's a real yeah. momentum. Uh, I, we feel like you're really coming in on the crest of another yeah. wave uh, here. I'm telling you, God is up to something. Here's what he
1: said. He said, prepare the people. Habakkuk 1.5 says, look, look among the nations. I will work a work in your day. It'll be so marvelous, so magnificent. You barely can believe it. And God is about to blow our mind. I'm telling you, we're going to start focusing on Almighty God. Amen. Almighty, no equal. Isn't that amazing? See, somehow we've got this misnomer that God and the devil's in a big struggle. No, He has no equal. I'm telling, I'm telling you guys, we're going to have to learn who our Father is. He's Amen. Almighty God.
0: Amen. You know, like uh, each year you do a Shepherd's Rod and you release it according to you know, with with mm-hmm. yes. with each, with each year, um, and and sometimes there's not a lot of contrasting from one year to another mm-hmm. as far as what 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 you feel or what yeah. you discern in the spirit, but it certainly feels like there's been a major yeah. shift between 2019 and in 2020. Yeah. And I know that you, that you released your shepherd's rod really going after something uh, very significant thematically regarding the invitation from the Father for us to begin to soar higher. And let's, I was just wondering if we could kind of dive into some of the, do that. Some of do the that. stuff that you're seeing for this year. Yeah, that's what the Lord told me. He said, I
1: want you to teach my people how to walk on the wings of the wind. And it's, it's the first in the Bible. And he said, I want you to teach them how to soar above the chaos and the confusion of this world. See, the devil does everything Thing he, is, he can to disturb us, distract us, and confuse us. And you, God wants us to learn how to wait upon the Lord so that we can w- mount up with wings as of eagles. We can run and not be weary. We can walk and not faint. And so I just typed this. Uh, he said, I want you to teach my people to walk on the wings of the wind. So I just finished typing that my phone rang. It's my son down in Texas. He said, Dad, you're not going to believe this. He said, Above my house, soaring are thousands of hawks. Wow. And you might see this once in your whole lifetime. And so he facetimed me, and I'm telling telling you but they was hawks just by the thousand swirling like this and they catch the thermals and they don't even have to beat their wings and that god god was confirming what he's saying to us we can get into an avenue and get into a thermal a spiritual thermal where we don't have to sweat we don't have to put out all the effort and i'll tell you what god god's going to show us he wants us above the chaos
0: of this world and what do you think that chaos is is it is it like uh, is it just? Is it just? Is it natural things? Is it stuff in the spirit? Like what is this? Okay, this you chaos?
1: really want to know. Yes. Here it is. It's witchcraft. Okay, it, witchcraft yep. has been released uh, through the political parties. Wow, and uh, lawlessness. Yeah, lawlessness. Wow. And, uh, uh Now I don't know how deep you want to get into this, but Nancy yeah. Pelosi stood up after uh, the the president of the United States gave uh, uh, the State of the Union, and she stands there and very uh, intentionally rips the the speech up now that's rebellion rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft Witchcraft. and that's what's wrong so uh you think no it's political no the political that's that was the avenue the devil used to bring in all this confusion and a house divided what can't stand but god's up to something you say well what do you what do you what do you think god's going to do with all these bad-mouthing people bad-mouthing the president i think psalms 120 he says, what will be done to these lying tongues? Mm-hmm. He said it, they'll be shot through by an arrow from the broom tree. Say broom tree. Broom tree. Wow, that you, that wow. in the Bible times was a was a bark a tree that when it once got on fire you barely, you could hardly put it out. Wow. And and uh, God's about to put uh, arrows through the tongues of these uh, people that are mocking and making and these their word curses is what they are.
0: Wow. But, wow. Uh, wow. Wow. Boy, can you just pull that in just a little bit a little closer because I just want to okay. make sure that you're nice and Loud okay, and, and loud I can and clear. get loud. You know, you know the witchcraft thing is really interesting because just being in Seattle, we certainly feel that dynamic quite a bit. Yes. But it feels like there's a real authority uh, uh, that that we're discerning this year that's different in the past. Sometimes it feels like yes. you're being bullied by something in the yeah. spirit, and now it feels like it feels like we get to kind of bully some of these things. That's in, exactly
1: in the, it. In the spirit. God is waking His people up to whose they are, and we can't understand who we are till we realize whose we are. We belong to Almighty God, and Almighty God has given. Authority, he's given us authority. Matthew is really big now, and we're going to use that on that coronavirus. Okay, because Matthew eighteen eighteen says, uh, "Whatever heaven says is illegal, you can say is illegal." And he said, "Any two of you agree." Any, any two of you have harmony in what they're asking, they're going to get it. And we're going to we're, just, we're going to bind that thing. And we're going to do with that coronavirus exactly what Jesus did to the fig tree. Remember, he cursed it. The next day they walked by it, and what happened? fig tree was just dead. And the disciples go, did you see that? And here's what Jesus said, have faith in God. That's so right. that's what we've got to do. We've got to pray in faith and believe that God's going to swivel that thing up and cause it to dissipate and disappear. That's right. Now, when it
0: comes to the coronavirus, do you think that this thing is, is really as – Significant as what the media is telling us, or do you feel like that there's that this is kind of an amplified thing, some sort of distraction? I'll, I'll, if I'll just get really honest. Okay, I think that this coronavirus
1: is a man made thing, I think it was uh being engineered in China and it got away from them. Wow, but uh, the media is really fee- feeding yep. on it, but yep. there's this exaggeration trying to listen, but God's gonna handle it. That's I right. do, I think it is a weaponized thing that was uh, got away from people, yeah, honestly. But uh, in the middle of all of that, God's going to show himself
0: strong and mighty. Amen. 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 Yeah. Hey, I want to just circle back around real quick. So in regards to the witchcraft thing, uh, I think sometimes there are uh, – I'd like to get your opinion on this as far as um, how do people know when they are actually being used by the enemy to partner in witchcraft in the church? Okay. Because uh, uh, sometimes – I this is a question I have as being a pastor. Yeah. Do these people know what they're doing? Uh Here's, I'll tell you what happened. Years ago, the Lord said uh,
1: the devil saw he couldn't stop the intercessory prayer movement, so he infiltrated it with witches. Most churches in America are split up from the uh, intercessory group. Yeah. And so they inter, he interjected these witches into the, uh, the, the intercessory group. So I said, God, if if you don't uh, tell me what to do about it, I'm not going to say that. He said it's been for your face all this time. Set up a core of your praying. Here it, here it says, pray after this manner. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. See, a witch will have a hard time praying, hallowed be the name of God. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. So we got to watch it because uh, they get in and they sow discord, mm-hmm. but uh, mo- uh, most of them know what they're doing. Honestly. So most
0: of them know what they're doing. Yeah.
1: The devil sends them into churches mm-hmm. to stop revival just like we send missionaries into to start revival,
0: wow! And wow, so uh, wow.
1: we got to realize this. So Isaiah fifty four seventeen says, "No weapon formed against us will work." It's a dumb devil sent a witch to church. I've had them come into meetings to stop the meetings. Wow! That's a foolish thing. Uh, I, I'm in a meeting and I'm up there preaching. And comes a coven of witches walk march right in the building. And God, God said, "You see that?" And I said, "Yes." He said, "What are you going to do about it?" I said, "What are you going to do about it?" He said, "Go over there and challenge him." I step off the pulpit, walk over there, and I said, "Why are y'all here?" They said, "We're here to break up this meeting." I said, "You can't break up this meeting. This." The Holy Ghost meeting. And I said, do what you're going to do. So this lady threw curses. You might as well have been trying to shoot an elephant with a BB gun. <laughs> this is true. So I, I said, are you through? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, the Lord said, just do like this. Yeah. So I did like this. It knocked her down. She goes up in the air, hits the floor, and her eyes roll on the back of her head. This is the leader of the coven. Wow. And she's screaming like a stuck pig, honestly. <laughs> and I said to her, her team, I said, look, This is your leader. She threw her curses. I'm still standing. She's rolling on the floor. I said, why are you going to follow this? You you understand? Wow. And let me tell you about the devil. He can can give a pseudo power, but he can't give peace. Yeah. He can't give peace. And see, that's what you and I, you spot... You, you know that uh, God's really in charge when there's peace Romans 16 20 it said the God of peace will crush Satan on your feet yeah and peace is a big big weapon that's true and that's why we got to soar above the chaos so we'll uh, stay in peace yeah now one of the things I want to deal with uh, during good, this conference good, good. and during this uh, time here I want to deal with our, the force of focus Isaiah 26 3 says that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon thee and so the devil does that he knows if we're still focused on God uh we're going to have peace. And if we, the peace of God is really, really, really important when it comes to being powerful. So anyway, he tries to disturb us and distract us. And here's what we got to do. We've got to glance at the problem and gaze at the resource. You know, understand that? Glance at the problem, but focus and gaze on our solution. You see that? Absolutely. Yeah, instead of, Now we're gazing at the problem. I Jesus said, man's heart's failing them for the things they see coming up on the earth. So we've got to, yes, look out, but look up. If we just look out, oh, it looks hopeless. But I'll tell you, it's not hopeless. Amen. God's in charge. Amen. And he's going he's to bring something good out of this. Hang on to Philippians 1.6. Philippians 1.6 says, being confident of this very thing. He that hath begun a good work in us will continue it. He's author and finisher, not author. And oops. You ever start a project and go, oh, it's too big. God didn't do that. He finished it before he ever begun it. It's pretty amazing. It's a done deal. When our elder brother strung himself upon a tree on the cross and he cried out what? It's finished. I'm so glad he didn't say I'm finished. You know, Amen. he used a word there that's pretty strange. It's a farming term. It's a term that means everything that should have been done is totally done. Nothing's left undone that needed to be done. Wow. Wow. No wonder the Bible said we're complete in Christ. We better learn a lot more about Jesus because we're supposed to emulate him and be just like him.
0: I love what you were saying about, uh, Fierce focus, because that's, yeah. that's what the Lord spoke to me right at the beginning of the year. Yeah. It's my backdrop on my laptop. It says fierce focus. Yeah. And that's like what the Lord said that I was going to need in 2020. Fierce but focus. That's what and we got to do. That's so good. That's so good. Well, I'll tell you what. I've been looking at some verses. Uh, Psalms eighteen
1: twenty eight says, he will light my lamp and it'll flood my whole life with light. God said, I want you to zero in on the word lamp. Now, a lamp to be lit has to have oil. Anointing, mm. and see that's what we got to work on. Remember the foolish, foolish virgins. Yeah. They had a lamp but no oil. And I tell you what, we better make sure that God is that we're walking in the fresh anointing, because God wants to light our lamp so it'll flood our whole life with light.
0: And you were saying that, like part of the response of what the Lord is doing in this season is He's awakening His His sons and daughters, so that we know who we are, yeah. So that we're not getting bullied by the chaos, yeah. And what do you feel like? What What's the opportunity that's really going to take us up? Like, like where, where? You know, uh, as far as all, when we find ourselves getting just triggered and partnering with all of this chaos and all the political yeah. narratives and all the, the fear based stuff, that's oh, yeah. Attached, yeah. Uh, how do we untangle from that and we, really begin to soar like an eagle? Yeah, we focus on what God's promised,
1: not on what we see, but on what God's promised. He's promised to fill this whole earth with the knowledge of the glorious sun. He said it's going to cover the earth just like the o- water covers the ocean. One of the things I did in the, this year's shepherd's rod, I go into a trance and I'm looking at the whole world from up real real high and here's what happened all over the world church doors opened and the people came rushing in and packed the buildings packed them there was not they were standing room only and I thought oh god this is wonderful this is absolutely what we've been praying for people all over the world ran into these churches and then the angels came and closed the doors and, and shut the church in full of people and I thought oh my and then here comes angels out of heaven with big vats of oil and they pour oil on top of these churches saturated the churches I mean just saturated the whole building oil is run through it it's, and I thought oh boy God shut the people in so they'd had have to, time to saturate and get filled with the uh, the, the oil, fresh oil and I was so thrilled and then I got shocked in, in the shepherd's rod I, I, talk, I start screaming Here comes angels and mighty angels with flaming swords, and they get above the church and they stick the swords through the roof of these saturated churches, and they burst in the flame. I said, God, your people are in there, and He said, Yes, and I said, Father. How how could you do this? You brought them in and they're they're trapped in there and the bill and fire was blowing out the windows and wow. just roaring out and I was screaming, "Oh god, how could you do this?" And he said, "Watch." He said, "Wait and watch." And then all of a sudden Fire ceased. The door sprang open and the people ran out. Absolutely Mm -hmm. jubilous, jumping with joy. The only thing that was burned up was the wood, hay, and stubble. Like Shadrach, Meshach, there was not a singed hair or nothing. They were free from all of the trash of the past. Wow. And boy, you talk about a jubilation. And you'll have to look at it in the shepherd's rod. It's talking about purifying fire. And that's what Paul said. Paul said, if we build on wood, hay, and stubble, the fire will consume it. And so God's
0: going to burn up the things that have uh, that's worthless in our life. Amen. Amen. Thank yeah. you for sharing oh, that. Oh, man. Wow. Bobby, you walk in such a such a tremendous place of, of the goodness and the severity of God. Sometimes I wonder people that only understand the goodness of God. Yeah. I imagine there's times that you m- might make him feel a little uncomfortable. And then other people that that tend to only prefer the severity of God, yeah, yeah. sometimes they might look at you and be like, what is he even doing right now? And What I'm wondering is, Bobby, was there a time in your ministry where you felt... A uh, 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 temptation to just to just to go one particular dro- like 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 as a prophet, how have you been able to maintain? Uh, uh, that balance, just as a good, like, kind of a mentoring word for young prophets, where there, maybe they're going too far, and only mercy, and yeah. other guys are maybe going only severity. How do you maintain yeah. that healthy balance? Look at the message Jesus preached, you know. And uh, one time the Lord told me, said, "You better tell
1: my people I'm not as easy to get along with this. And preachers have made me out to be." That's right. We've lost the re- we've lost the concept of a, an angry God. Yes. But I tell you, it says, "Kiss the Son, lest God be angry." I'm telling That's you, right. it, it's right. amazing. But God is good, and that verse you're quoting out of Romans. It says the goodness and the severity of God. But it says the goodness of God leads to repentance. And we all go, yes, yes. Read the next two verses. It says, but for those that don't repent, there's a severe uh, looking for the wrath of that's God, right, and right. the Book of Hebrews says that it is a fearful thing to fall in the hands of a living God. That's right. Now I am all for grace, but I don't like this hyper grace. Right. This hyper grace that tries to give us a license to do live any way we want to. Right. That's not in the Bible. Right. I like Titus two two eleven grace, the grace of God that presents salvation has appeared unto all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. That's right. But we we've got to have a balance that's right and uh here's what I, tell, I i talked to the super secret friendly guys years ago i said now listen if i've got a coin uh, every coin in america has a head and a tail the goodness and the severity. I said if you've got one with just only one head, you've got a counterfeit. Wow. You see how simple that is? That's good. You have nothing no currency that heaven's going to back up. And I'm thankful for the goodness of God. We preach about the goodness of God, but there's a severity. God lays out principles and precepts, and if we don't follow them, there's consequences. And uh, grace
0: does not erase the consequences. That's right. That's right. That's right. So like looking at your uh, prophetic timeline and just your own story time your own storyline was there a time when you um like i guess my question is when you were younger were you were you harsher than you are right now. Or, or? I tell
1: you, one thing. I did. Uh, I preached really, really hard to the lost. You know what I mean? Because yeah, you, they got to get lost before they can get found.
0: Yeah, and that's the, right. we got to right.
1: warn the wicked man of his wicked way. If we don't warn the wicked man of his wicked way, and he dies in his iniquity, God says, "His blood I require." At your hands. Yeah. and that's what I would do. Uh, I, I, I've got some of our messages. They taped every message we preached. Some of the first messages we preached back in the seventies. Wow. Whoa! <laughs> I'm telling you, it's sort of like. Uh, 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 Well, I don't know. It was high volume, and I mean, it was it was really really Pretty something. Tense. My son unearthed the archives, you know, and it's it, they own a cassette, and so he calls us, and he's got one keyed up and played, and at, on the other end, of it, I'm going, "You better repent, you're going to hell." That's <laughs> you, awesome. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. I, and oh man, but I, I would <laughs> preach hard to the sinners because you got to wake them up. Yeah, you know, if you lose somebody on the operating table or something, they'll take those those paddles and they go. Stand clear, you know, and we need to do that in church sometimes. That's right. That's try to try to wake them up to the fact that the, there's there is an eternity. And, uh, but anyway, well, let's talk about this just a little bit about the Super Seeker Friendly Church. Uh, years ago, uh, Rick Joyner, he and I flew up to uh, Colorado Springs. And this is just the emerging of the Super Seeker Friendly Church. And they brought us up. Well, I'm just a guest. I wasn't. Rick was invited. He just drugged me along. And so we're in a big room with uh, Hybel and all these other pastors. And they're going around the room uh expressing their view of the super secret friendly church, you know, and ha- have, how to have small services where people don't feel, you know, small, small uh, gatherings where they don't feel like they're intimidated and stuff like that. So they <laughs> went all the way around like this, and everybody was it. And so I'm sitting here, so when it got my time, I pushed myself out of the circle because I wasn't even invited. And they said, oh, no, Bobby, since you're here, we'd like to hear what you've got to say. I said, oh, man, I'm sorry, but what you've put on the table here today is going to woefully fail the body of Christ. That was the words I used. I said, it's going to woefully fail the body of Christ. And, oh, man, they're clicking off the recorders. They're moving their things. And Rick's the next one in line. So uh, Rick, he's doing like this. And it seemed like he did it for two or three minutes, probably 20 seconds. And he goes, I'm afraid I'm going to have to agree with Bobby. Now, see, and then right after those meetings, it's the quickest way to build a mega church was have a super seeker-friendly church. And I thought, Lord, he said, no, you watch. Then all these years went by, and uh, Heibel wrote a letter to the church and apologized, said, we thought we could make uh, disciples, wow. but we only wow. made church members and right. woefully failed the body of Christ. That's Use right. the same term I wow. did in the meeting. But what we've got to do is we've got to teach the whole truth about the truth. Yeah. We're in desperate need of the truth in pulpits today. Yeah, we really the truth that that sets people free, and that's what we got to do. Uh, the Book of Isaiah says, "Truth has fallen in the streets." I think one of the jobs as pastors, we got to rescue truth, so that's truth right. can rescue us. That's right. That's truth right. has fallen in the street, and now let's wow. let's talk yeah. about this. You yeah. can edit it out if you yeah. no, if no, you need to. I love it. Go, Bobby. Truth is falling in the streets when we're in a nation that wants to to vote for a homosexual to be president. Yeah. Have you read what the Bible says for a man to marry a man? It says it's Lotham Yeah. and it's an abomination. Yeah. And, now, and I know he stands there and says, I'm a Christian. That's impossible. Study the book of Romans. It is impossible for a homosexual, a practicing homosexual, to be a Christian. That's right. That's now, right. they have it's to true. be converted. They have to have their hearts clean. And so what I'm saying, truth is falling in the street. Sure. It's, it's desperate when people want to vote for people that kill babies. And see, God's going to hold us, the church, accountable for this. That's and, true. Uh, that's what I, I try to tell people. We're going to straighten this whole thing out from the church house, not that's the true. White House. That's so good. And we've been, uh, uh, we, we really are desperate to tell the truth about the truth. John 17, 17 says, that truth is what will sanctify them. Sanctify them through the truth. That word is truth. And here's what we got to do. we got to pay the price for truth. The last time I was here, I told you the biggest battle the church will ever fight is Proverbs 23, 23. Pay the price for truth and don't sell That's it for right, anything. That's right. And uh, we've got almost uh, to this point where many times people are afraid to tell the truth because they want to be politically correct. We better be more concerned about being biblically accurate than politically correct
0: that's true that's so good you know yeah. there's been this narrative going around that the church is in decline yeah. and that like and the churches were are in danger of there even being a church and yeah. and then i just got this incredible book called the myth of the dying church uh-huh. and it goes through all the stats and what they're saying is that it's not it, you could say churches are in decline but Specifically, the churches that are in decline are the compromised churches, That's That's and it. that the churches that are subscribing to the, the supremacy of Christ and, yeah. and 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 keeping things biblical that mm-hmm. there's actually tremendous church growth it happening right now in America and across out. the nation. It's blowing
1: the walls out. You never hear anything about it. Uh, well, I, uh, I've got some documentation written in there. Listen. Thousands and thousands of people are getting saved in China and Iran and different places. And I tell you what, for the places that are really seeking the guidance of the Holy Spirit, God's pouring out salvation.
0: Yeah, amen, amen, yeah, yeah, amen.
1: Baptism's really important. We get, you know, really. It's uh, water baptism. Yeah, water, water baptism. Or, well, it,
0: why, yeah, why don't you talk to me about that? Because um, I, I feel like we almost need a water baptism revival. That's exactly like, cause right. Because it's become a tradition, right? Like, uh, yeah,
1: it's just, and, and here's
0: what, it's, it's, it's a type of
1: deliverance, honestly. It says, this enemy you'll see no more. You know, that like, wow. and so when the Egyptians were baptized, you know, when the floods came over, we need, baptism, Baptism, I believe is much more important than what we're making it out to be.
0: That's right. Yeah.
1: And then some people say, well, you can't be saved without it. Well, uh, I, I, I believe baptism is, is part of salvation, but it's that part of a testimony of a new man, dead, buried, and resurrected,
0: you know. Yeah. 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 Once,
1: yeah. once I was, when I was pastoring, uh, I was going to baptize and I'm back there, you know, got, got on the baptismal robe and I'm going to wade out in the baptismal <laughs> pool we're in a first baptist church and i'd let a young an older lady to the lord uh and so the lord uh i said lord i want you to bless this baptismal service and he said i'm gonna show up in the baptismal pool i thought oh, okay wow. okay i stepped down in the baptismal pool it was it, it was charged with the Holy Spirit. I barely could stand up. I had to push myself up against the back end of the baptistry just to remain standing. And in comes the, the little lady. She's uh, at that time close to 70, I suppose, and he had given her heart to Jesus and wanted to be scripturally baptized. So I've got her in there, and there's a whole church house full of people. I've got my hand on her back, and I'm saying, you know, I baptize you now. And when I got to the word, I baptize you, she just disappeared, just fell into the water. And I'm pretty strong. I couldn't pull her up. She was heavy as lead, and she wasn't a big woman. And I had two uh, ushers uh, standing on the steps of the baptismal, and I said, Ronnie, <laughs> as soon as Ronnie's foot hit the water, whoom, down he came. And here comes Robert, same thing. And I'll tell you, the Holy Ghost fell. People jumped up in suits, ties, and ran and jumped in the baptismal finally, they just line up, and I'd run, and I'd throw, <laughs> I'd throw baptismal water on And I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost fell. Wow. We, we drugged the lady up, too. you know. We didn't let her succumb <laughs> so to the baptismal waters. Oh, but my uh, God. That was Maybe strange. Maybe we should fill up the
0: tank tonight. That you know? was the
1: strangest thing. <laughs> that's amazing. That, that's odd that you'd say that I'm going to do a meeting, and the pastor asked me, said, I, is it okay with you if we have a baptismal service at the very beginning of the meeting? Wow. I said, yes. They're, they're having a revival of baptisms. That's down in the gathering in Moravian Falls, North Carolina.
0: Oh, Oh, that's happening right now yeah uh-huh. oh right that's now. incredible yeah it yeah really
1: that's is. that's awesome yeah, yeah so i'm excited i want to do whatever god wants us to do yeah uh, don't you yeah absolutely i, I think it's so sad to, we spend the time Hatching up a plan and then begging God to get in on it <laughs> right. instead of waiting to see what He's going to do. And join true. Him. That's Second true. Corinthians, what? Second Corinthians 6, 1 says, laboring together with God as God's fellow helpers. He's got the brute plant. All we got to do is the hammer. You know what I mean? And so uh, we've got to not want Him to just join our plan. We've got to join His. That's what Jesus did. I only do what I see my Father doing.
0: Yeah, that, that's but, so good. That's well, so I'm good. telling
1: you, uh, I, I have, I, I'm excited from the inside out. It, it is not business as usual. I'll I tell you what? If you search for the Lord now, you'll find him. Yeah. Uh, I, if you want to know where he's at, he, he's trying to woo us into Song of Solomon. Listen. Jesus Christ came to me once. He said, I want you to study song of Solomon. Now here's what I said. I said, I don't get nothing out of that book. That's about as dumb as you can get (laughs) the Lord. Jesus say, study that. And I say, I don't get nothing out of that book. His next statement stunned me. He said, you don't know nothing about kissing. Do you boy? I said, apparently not. And he taught me three things about mouth kissing out of song of Solomon. Remember it says in song of Solomon, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth because his mouth is altogether lovely. Wow. And so I'll tell you what, where we are in, in, in the, scheme of things right now. Remember he came to the his bride was in bed. He came and knocked on the door. Open to me my love, my dove, my undefiled. That's what he says to the church. And what does the church say? No, it's uh, I'm in bed. It's not a convenient time. I'd have to put on my nightshirt and it's the time I'd get my feet dirty going to the door. (laughs) Wow. A slumbering, self centered church. Wow. And here's Jesus knocking, let me in my love, my dove, my undefiled. Wow! And here's what it says in Song of Solomon. He inserted his hand into the lock. Now he could have broken down the door. He's God, mm-hmm. but he inserted his hand into the door of the lock and wiggled the lock. It, the Bible said when that happened, it said the deepest seed of her passion explodes. She's lit up. She jumps out of the bed. She runs to the door, swings the door wide open, but he's gone. Only his fragrance is there. And so timing is everything. Amen. So he's he's going to set our heart ablaze to search for him. And I'll tell you what we'll find him because Amen. he's looking for us as we look for him. Amen. Remember, it says, draw me. And I will run after you. Amen. Amen. Song of Solomon studied. It is. It's. We're in chapter two now, and chapter two tells us what happens when he gets us out from under the fig tree to the apple tree. Study wow. it. Wow! It tells us where he puts his hands on us. Wow! It. it, it it's. It's really. I, I'll just tell you. Since do we, it. Do it. Do it. He puts one on our neck and one on our midsection. Midsection talks about. Passion it talks about deep desire neck talks about guidance Mm -hmm. wherever you turn your whole head with your what? neck. Wow. So he's got one one hand on the back of our neck and one around our waist. This wow. is Jesus with his hands on the wow. church. Wow.
0: Wow. That's incredible. Yeah.
1: And he's going to guide us into a deeper relationship with him. This is when he gets us out from the fig tree to the apple tree.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah.
1: yeah. So wow. we're going to start singing his praises just like the, Sh- the Shunammite woman did. Yeah. You
0: know? Amen. And amen. You've seen
1: him in whom I love. Anyway.
0: Wow. What
1: a time to be alive, though. Aren't you glad?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: See, it's I, I can prove to you from the Bible. It's the most crucial time in human history. If we're living in the days of Matthew twenty-four, when you see all these things, know it's near, even at the door, and we're there. And so, uh, it's the most crucial time in human history. And look, who God lets live? Yeah, I said, God, what are you thinking? And He said, Yep, I finally found a people weak enough to work in. Not weak in, not weak in character and and in, in, uh integrity. Weak in our own ability. We we figured out we can't do nothing without Him. But yeah. we've also embraced what Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who infuses me. I'm working on a book called Almighty God. We've got to get back to whose we are. That's right. Listen. That's right. Listen, there is no equal to him. Isn't that something? And I want us to get like little children in the in the. My dad can whip yours, you know. That's right. Instead of going, oh, what what's the devil going to do to us? He can't touch a hair of our head. Yeah, we belong to Almighty God. Yeah, yeah. Wow, Almighty God. It says Psalms ninety one says, whose no no force can withstand. Aren't you glad?
0: Amen. I, Amen.
1: I, I, I don't know if they can see it on the wall, but you got a Superman painted there. Yeah, that's what we are under Him, Amen. under God. Amen. Super, come on, see. We're not sinners just trying to stumble our way into heaven. We're saints of God to take over this whole
0: earth. Yeah, that's right. If
1: we don't ask three questions everywhere, I'm gonna ask it in this conference. Okay. If not now, when? That's right. If not here, where? That's if right. not you, who?
0: Come on. See, now's right. the time. That's right. If that's not right. now, that's right. when?
1: Today Come is the day of salvation. Today Come on. if you hear Come his on. voice, and then it says, if not now, so we've settled the we coin. he said, now is the time. Don't say this four months and then comes harvest. Look, it's right that's now. Right. That's and then right. so okay. that's right. It, so now we've got that settled. The timing is now. And then if not you, who? See, you're a child of Almighty God with the same anointing that rested in Jesus Christ. Wow! See, we're qualified. Quit disqualifying ourselves with going, well, I don't think I'm. No. Everything we need, we have. Yes, we are complete in Christ. And it says in the Bible, it says Christ. The, it pleased the Father that the fullness of deity would dwell in Jesus Christ permanently. And then it says, all that Christ is is in all that God is in in Christ. And then all that Christ is is in you. So we have got to get rid of this stinking thinking That's and start true. understanding we're equipped for this task. It's true. And God, God would not give us an assignment without an anointing. He wouldn't give us a task without a touch. So we have got to shake ourselves and go. I, I want this fresh anointing
0: yeah it's so good It's that's so good god's up to something hey I'm, aren't I'm, you glad i am glad i am yeah. glad hey, I, I, on new year's eve uh just this last year you got on you did one of your bobby's yeah. briefings which i love i love your bobby's briefings oh, if anyone's my. not following i i think everyone in the kingdom yeah. is following you on facebook but yeah. your briefings are yeah. incredible and you got on there and you you said um listen everyone's asking me about 2020 yeah. and you said listen we shouldn't get our attention on the 2020. We need to get our our attention onto the God over all time. And you, you really, you really, it was such a beautiful word of bringing everyone's uh, focus away from just, just another prophetic word for another year, but really getting people's attention back onto the Lord, uh, the God over all time. That's what we got to do. The giver of the words. And it seems like that's a real passion in your heart right now is to get, because some, do you think that sometimes we can, we can almost idolize the prophetic a little bit yeah. and lose god in, in all of it yeah we, we need to get back into here and get
1: a fresh word you know you know and find out what prophets are supposed to know the timing yeah and we need to uh, we need to synchronize what god is doing and what we're doing yes. and, and work them together but we do we need to find out how awesome god is and start moving from what he's made us to be instead of what uh and I, i'm tired of people looking at all they're facing and go oh it's insurmountable no it's not no, you're an extraordinary person. You're a world changer, and God wouldn't have let you live if He, in this time, if you wasn't capable of straightening things out. Amen. And so, listen, I'm so I want the church to get over self-imposed amnesia. Wow, you know, self-imposed. Wow. wow. So we think if we don't know who we are, we won't be responsible for who and we are. Responsible. Sure. true. In Psalms 115 verse 16, said, "The heavens of heavens that belongs to God. This earth is our responsible our responsibility." You know, God's not got a whole plethora. Plans. Mm. He boiled it down into one. I call it God's original intent. It's Genesis 1 26. Let us make man and let's give man kingdom control. Wow. And he's not vacillated from that one bit. Uh, 2 Chronicles 16 9 said, The eyes of the Lord are roving to and fro, yeah. looking for a people who have no plots, no plans, no agendas but That's his. Right. That's right. He said, That's When right. he finds him, he'll fully support all you put your hands to do. Wow. 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 Come on. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to be part of. God wants us to be winners. Amen. You know, I used to play football and you know I, I never could commit myself to a coach that goes, now boys, it doesn't matter whether we win or lose. It listen, listen. I never got anything to come in second. And yeah. we're the head, not the tail. That's We're right. We're winners. We're absolute winners. He said, I'm telling you, I, I, I get around gripers and grumblers and go, oh, how long, how long? <laughs> could. We better change our attitude. That's right. Now, if we have a good attitude, it'll really, really help us. Wow. Okay. Our attitude will determine our altitude. That's good. Really, look at Paul and Silas in prison, beat up, locked up, but they had a good attitude. They prayed and sang praises unto God. Wow. And God got them out. Yeah. That's what we got to do. Instead of letting circumstances and situations govern so our emotions, we got to let God govern them. So good. And we're supposed to have an attitude of gratitude all the time so that the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep our hearts and minds. Mm. It's sad when so many Christians are on these antidepressant pills. Yeah. Well, you know, no, I don't know. <laughs> God said the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Here's what the Lord told me. He said, you tell my people you can't. You cannot medicate anxiety, you have to repent of it. Wow. Because wow. he said be anxious for nothing, so if you're doing something he told you not to do, it's sin. That's right. And yeah. so. I think a lot of times what it all boils down to, we've got double-minded people. Yeah, The Bible said a double-minded absolutely. person is unstable in all their ways. So let's go to Seed on Jesus.
0: Absolutely.
1: I'm, I'm doing a book on the centricity of Christ. Now you
0: say, let's go to what on Jesus? W- sorry, what let's go to
1: Seed. Okay. Let, let, you know That's what they call it if you just focus okay. on one thing. Yep, yep. And I'm writing a book about the centricity of Christ. Everything that was made was made for Him by Him. And man, uh, we've got to get That'll back to the fact the whole universe Holds together because of Him, and yeah. that's something yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, By Him, all things cohere, and I'm telling you guys, we, if we'll get back to Him, our confidence will build. And study the book of Colossians. An angel come to my house, came to my house, and said, "Tell the body of Christ they'll learn more about the ministry of the Master from the study of Colossians than any other book in the Bible."
0: Well, we did that after you yeah, left yeah. last year. We went yeah. into a three-month study oh, as a boy. church, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, each week going through. Oh, that, that after so you good. Had released that. RT
1: Kendall did that. He heard. I told him just what I told you, and so yeah. he, he went to London and spent, I think, it was four months teaching the book of Colossians.
0: Isn't it's that amazing? amazing? It's amazing.
1: Wow. And RT, he he's quite. Uh, Can you you imagine
0: sitting under him and just going through that book? That would be incredible. yeah,
1: Yeah. Uh, we, he's a great friend of mine. Uh, I'll tell you how I met him. Yeah. Uh, Rick Jordan had a meeting with him years ago, and the, and Rick carries me over there to London. Yeah. And he was uh, – R.T. was pastoring Westminster Chapel then. It was said about it, what he preached on Sunday was heard around the world on Monday. Wow. Very articulate fellow. So anyway, Rick was going to have a meeting with him, so I wasn't invited to the meeting, so I go across the street there to get a scone. <laughs> now I'm from Texas. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm glad we don't have them in Texas. A scone is like a hockey puck, a warmed-over hockey puck. I, th- I thought it'd be like a biscuit, but it wasn't. So I got me a scone and a cup of coffee. You have to have something to dip that thing in to it's get it like softened up. It's a steel donut, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, anyway. but So I, I ate my scone and drank my coffee, and finally it's time for me to go back over there. So I, I walked to R.T. Kendall's study, his door. I knocked on the door and Rick Jordan opens the door and RT's over there all the way across the office leaning over his desk with a pen like this. And so uh, Rick stopped me while I'm at the door and says, hey, Bobby, tell RT what he's writing. And I said, oh, he's writing a passage out of the book of Haggai, and he falls to the floor. Because he was leaning across his desk, writing himself a note to remember this passage out of wow. Haggai. And, wow. and, they, and you can, he's got the piece of paper where it drugged the pen. One. So he crawled from that desk over to where I'm standing. He said, he said what's on you is what I want. I said, so wow. I prayed for him. He said, I want you to do something. I said, I'll do whatever I can. He said, I want you to take a nap in my church, in my study here. I thought, Okay. And there's a big uh, fireplace here. There's a couch. And above the couch was a picture of Martin Lloyd-Jones and G. Campbell Morgan, great yeah, absolutely, theologians. Yeah, absolutely. So I thought, oh, boy. So I, I stretched on that couch, yeah. put my hands on my head like that and leaned back. Just as soon as I leaned back, I, I see... Uh, the angel standing over the church with a big sword. And I thought, oh, this church is in trouble. And the angel goes whoosh and sticks the church, the sword all the way down through the church the steeple the s- s- roof of the church and then it burst into flame. I said, what is this god? He said they've had the word, but they've not had the fire. Wow. He said I'm going to send the fire on the word and it's going to blow the roof off this wow. place. Wow. And uh, that's wow. that's what's happened, you know. Wow. RT wrote a book about the word and the spirit. And the Word's won- right. wonderful, but we need the Spirit, too, because yeah. a dead letter kills. We've got to have the breath of God behind it.
0: Bobby, I wanted to ask you about stewarding the Word. And uh, when you were here last time, you, you released an incredible word for us, real gift yeah. uh, about yeah. a resurrection. Yeah. And um, and then when I got to see you uh, do one of your schools in Navian yeah. Falls, yeah. and again, you, I, 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 you gave me a word about about the, the young uh, I, uh, the 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 guys are going to start coming into the church from the from the industry of IT and the yeah. programmers, yeah. and that there's yeah. going to be witties, you know, and, and the finances, and is are, smart plans are to come up. Well, my question is, is um, I'm sure you go into places and you see stuff, yeah. and, and 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 sometimes you release the Lord, yeah. and other times you don't. But what I'm wondering is how do we how do we really steward the word we don't want to be yeah. sometimes you can just get one more prophetic word and you're like well, thank yeah, you lord yeah. but we don't do one of the best
1: things to do with a prophetic word is write the vision and make it plain you know write it out and then Pray over it and say, God, I want you to work this out in your own timing. Because sometimes good, we'll go, oh, man, it's got to happen. And, right. and it's not the timing for it. And uh, in, in each one of our shepherd jobs, I put what can alter a prophetic word. Okay. And your 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 actions or lack of actions can alter a prophetic word. It really can. But timing is everything. And Habakkuk says, write the vision, make it plain so people can run with it. So, uh Pray over whatever's been said over you and just say, God, I'm asking you to bring this to pass. And man, I've seen it happen over and over and over. Uh, Here's an illustration of it. I'm in a meeting and the Holy Ghost falls and uh, you know know these old-fashioned window shades Mm -hmm. like you pull down like this? Mm -hmm. I go into a trance and I pull this window shade down, but it's a contract and it's just like an old window shade and I pull it down and it says, M.M. Mansfield Crate Company, and it said $400,000 and had a date on it. But then when it gets down here to the bottom where they signed it, it was blurry and I couldn't tell who signed it. And the Lord said, Tell them what you see. Mm -hmm. I said, I see a, a a contract. It's being pulled down like a window shade. Windows talk about prophetic moments. And so anyway, said so I see it. It's being pulled down like this, and it's M M Mansfield Crate Company, four hundred thousand dollars. But I can't see who signed it. And. I said it twice and nobody did a thing. They look at me like this is crazy. I said it another time. No, it's MM said it again, just and nobody moved. Wow. The, when we got to the end of the service and I said our last Amen, I'm turning to go to the, the exit of the church, a couple runs up to me. They run up to me and they go they they're fidgety and they grab their Bible and they pull out a piece of paper and, and it says M.M. Mansfield Crate Company, $400,000, and Jim and Sandy signed on the bottom. They said, you think this was him? Do you now see you how I, yeah, I go, yeah, Are you talking about yeah, me, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you see what I'm talking about? Wow. See if you'll act up on it, it'll ignite the whole thing. And I was at one place one time, and a, there was a lady in a sweater, a sweater out there, and she was. And the Lord said, I have a word for her. I said, Okay, what is it? And I said, Stand up, ma'am, the Lord has a word for you. And I see, I see her out at a so where big old trees are, and she's walking around on some big old, big strong oak trees. And uh, God says, Tell her that. I said, I see the strangest thing. I don't know what it means. I see you walking around around some big oak trees and they're very big. And I think it has to do something with your inheritance. And I said to her, what does that mean? She's standing up. She says with a curl in her lip, nothing, absolutely nothing. I thought, oh, Lord. And so I said, Lord, show me something. I see the trees again. Then I see little yellow flowers planted all around the trees. And I see it was an old home place, her grandmother's old home place. No house there. So I explained it to her. I said, yes, you're standing at your grandmother's old house place. It's part of your inheritance. I see little yellow flowers all around it. What does that mean to you? And guess what she said? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And her husband jumped to her feet and screamed, she's lying. He said, She didn't believe in the prophetic, and less than two hours ago was out there at her grandmother's place, and I told her, if you'll come to this uh, civic center, you'll hear a man, and he'll tell you about God, and and uh, he said, if you'll come, he'll prove to you the prophetic's true. But isn't that something? I was telling her all about it, but she had already made up her mind, she wasn't going to believe that the prophetic was real.
0: That's incredible. Isn't that crazy? Bobby, you, you've been around a while. You've seen quite a few moves of God, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, like yeah. you've seen, and like, and one of the things about a move of God is that, like, a move of God doesn't just end because God gets bored with yeah. the people yeah. or with the house. Like, yeah. the moves of God end oftentimes because men. Yeah get yeah, in the way uh-huh. and there's compromise and there's different kinds of things and i've always kind of wondered like what would it sometimes we honor we honor the prophet when everything's going well but but yeah but the lord uses prophets in order to see moves of god become uh sustainable and i was uh, uh we've really been going after here like seeking the lord for a wine skin where yeah. we could see where we could sustain a move of god yeah. that would be larger than darren and large yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah but um would you be willing to speak into some, your desire <laughs> I, to see sustainable moves I will. on the earth and the, and the role of the prophet yeah, in yeah. that.
1: Just, just in our lifetime, think about the Jesus movement. It swept across our nation like you couldn't imagine. Mm-hmm. What would have happened if they'd have been a joining of generations instead of pushing the old senior saints out if wow. they would have incorporated them in? This nation would be ablaze right now. Wow. And see, that's what we've got to do. We've got to have prophets that know what generation we're in. We are in the Joshua generation, the joining of the generations. Wow. Bob Jones and I were up there in Longview, Washington, up here in Longview, <laughs> yeah, Washington. Yeah. And we're up on top of a hill, and there are pastors in a van, and I'm behind, uh, sitting behind Bob. And Bob leans back and he goes, hey, boy. Tell these pastors what season this is, what generation this is. I said, Bob, these pastors know what generation it is. He said, no, tell them. We're up on a hill overlooking Longview, Washington. You can Google it. And I, I said, it's the Joshua generation, the joining of the generations. When I said it, it blew out every light in Longview, Washington. You can you can. Google wow, wow. and what happened? It said in the paper the next morning. For some unknown reason, two power lines that were 15 feet apart suddenly wound together. Wow! And see, the joining of the generations is going to wind the two powers together, and we don't have a grid strong enough to hold it. And it blew out every light in Longview, Washington. We sat there and watched these blue transformers explode and shoot blue fire up in the air, and wow. all of Longview, Washington went black. But see, God is going to do that. He's going to join the generations. I'm absolutely confident He's going going to take, there's going to come a a move in the hearts of the millennials mm-hmm. and they're going to fall in love with the senior saints Amen. and the millennials will beat a path to the senior saints and sit down and drink in the insights and the wisdom and the knowledge of these senior saints and boy it's going to be unstoppable it really will yeah. so I'm thankful for that and he's uh, the Bible says one the, the senior saints will spend the rest of their life telling the coming generation that God is everything he says he is the scripture said they will laud and applaud the mighty deeds of God convincing the Coming generation, God is everything He says He is. Yeah, you watch Him; it's already happening. You know, uh, I'm seventy. What? I'll be 76, 77 my next birthday, and I get to speak in some of the largest youth conferences in the world. That's Isn't amazing. that crazy? It's See, so good. But they they want they want the truth. That's right, and they want it to be real. Mm-hmm. One thing about the you can't fool them. That's now, right. you can fool their moms and their dads, but you can't fool this young generation. That's right. They can see whether it's counterfeit or whether it's genuine, you know. Yeah, and so right. that's what they're after. They ask two questions in the meetings. Is this book real, and can I do it? And the answer is yes, yes. Wow. It really is. Wow. And so what we've we got to do is we've got to get after these young people with truth. That's right. That's what they want to know. They, they feel aimless right now. Yeah. Because, you know, but we've got to give them truth and give them. A, they need Ephesians 5, 14 through 18. Ephesians 5 14 through 18 says, Walk with goal, aim, and true purpose. Yeah. Live a life worthy of the Lord, pleasing to Him in everything you say and do.
0: Yeah. And so, yeah.
1: listen, it's. It, That's good. What a time to be alive, aren't it you, is. Glad?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I,
1: I'm telling you, uh, believe it or not, children are moving in a mighty way right now. Children, little children. Bob Jones and I were doing a meeting with a, a, a whole past little kids. I'm talking about several hundred of them. Little little kids. So I said, Bob, what are we going to do with these little kids? He goes, well, we're not going to do nothing. We're going to release anointing on them and let them do the ministry. I said, okay. So Larry Randolph was with us. We get in this room and we really call all them little children out. Their eyes are real big and just released anointing on them. And there was maybe 40 to 80 workers over the, all those little children. But see, the children don't know the protocols they didn't know enough not to say what they saw and here's what happened the anointing fell on these little children and one of them says oh look mr edwards has frogs jumping out of his mouth he had an unclean spirit wow and then wow. one lady had one one little girl says look she's got a porcupine on her back a religious spirit wow. see? and these little kids could see it clears a bell that's see? incredible see Except she becomes a little child, you can't see her in her you know and so, and then I but see the little kids they didn't know enough to they just say what they saw, and I thought, oh man uh David Hogan, you know David, yeah, don't you? Yeah, yeah. He and I were down in the tip of Texas, down at the very uh, end of Texas, going, and we were supposed to have a meeting, and it was packed full of people. Me and Dave was in a uh, green room, and the Lord said, I have a word for you and David. I said, okay, I'll do whatever you ask me to do. He said, I want you to go over there to David and say, hey, David, me and you're not ministering tonight, your little granddaughter is. Hogan said, well, that's going to be really something, because the only one I got here is three years old. I said, "Well, that's her—a wow. that little Indian girl." Now, this—you'll have to ask David Hogan when you yeah. see him. These people had come from all over the place because they figured David was going to pray for them, man David. But now it's going to be the little girl. So he brought brought the little girl, put her on his arm like this, a little three year old ending girl, and we're walking through the crowd, and the little ending girl is just serious as she can be, and every human being she pointed at got healed. That's incredible, just like that. She looked blind eyes, cancer. See, no little three year old can do that, you know. And then the next time we ministered, David and I was about two or three months later. I said, you should have brought your little granddaughter, you know, because <laughs> you know, yeah, isn't that crazy? That's incredible. But God did it. But that way, nobody could get the glory. But God, that's it, so good. Isn't that yeah, good? that
0: is so good. Yeah, it's funny. We uh, Mahesh was here. Uh, he comes. He comes by usually yeah, each, each, each summer, and yeah. he made some declarations about fertility. Yeah. yeah I'll tell you what. It, it seemed like every everyone started. People that couldn't have babies started oh, having. Yeah. Baby. You know, Andrew and I, we weren't exactly even trying to. Like, actually, Anthony, it was like anyone on staff that was married, yeah. and it, you know, it, it was, and we just had a, ourselves a little baby boom, and they were all girls. Yeah, we got all these little. Baby girls, and so that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. I mean, the Lord's really doing yes. something in, in this in this next generation. It's, yeah. oh, it's pretty I'm, incredible. I'm so
1: excited. I'll tell you what, it's going to be in good hands, you know, because mm-hmm. I, te- I keep telling our team, we want to pass this thing off better than we found it. Oh, yeah. See, the whole thing is supposed to go from one level to the next. That's Here's right. a great verse about moving to the next level. It's 2 Corinthians 3.18. Mm-hmm. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, As we behold Him, the ruling, reigning Redeemer, with an unveiled face, will change from one dimension of glory to the next. Don't ever stagnate. Don't ever get to the place and go, well, I've seen all I'm going to see. No, we ain't. Yeah. The book of Job says, all that we have seen is but the mere fringes of His force. All that we have heard is the faintest whisper of his voice. Wow. Isn't that something? <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, that's what he told me. He said, you ain't seen nothing yet. Come on. And come what on. you have seen is a mere fringes of his force, the outskirts of his doings. Wow. That's good. That's good. I'm I'm telling you, the book is alive now. Uh, these people, uh, listen, you can't. You get in this thing, you can't stay out of it. You, you'll lay there at night and just, yeah. I, I went to the book of Titus, and I put a <laughs> P, you know, like a... a Paul, the preacher, you yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, uh, and I, the position, of an apostle. I went through every verse, every verse in the book of Titus, and made a P. You know, uh, you know, uh, for each verse, you know, I don't know what they call it, alliteration or something yeah, like that. Yeah. I, I, but I lay there in bed, and I, one would hit me, I would jump up and shot it down. That's know? awesome. But, Study the Word of God. Amen. Meditate upon it, you know, day and night. That's what the Bible says. Yeah, Amen. And now you can get the light from the Scriptures like never before. Daniel two twenty two said, "There is a God in heaven that reveals wow. secrets." Yeah. And First Corinthians chapter two verse six and seven says, Paul said, "I could not would not release this hidden wisdom until I found me a mature people who were mature enough to be ripe in understanding." Then he says in verse seven, "I'll release this hidden wisdom, and the hidden wisdom will catch us up into the glory of His presence." Mm. The next Smooth of God's going to be about the presence of God.
0: Psalm sixteen eleven says,
1: "In His presence is fullness of joy, at His right hand
0: are pleasures forevermore." Amen. Wow. Amen. That'll get us over. That'll get us over a hump Uh, on it. Amen. That'll get us excited for sure. Yeah. Well, did, did you watch the Super Bowl?
1: No, I was in a meeting, honestly. You were in a meeting. What in the world? Now, Mahomes uh, w- was raised eight miles from my house in Texas. Okay. My grandsons, they they went to Sunday school with him, and uh, played. they played baseball with him, but uh, he's a good, good kid, you know, really at yeah. me my oldest grandson's age. But so, so did you ever I did. I heard did you, Bob Jones that, say that I, I heard I Bob ask. Jones out of his own own mouth. Here's what he said. Back then he would tell who's going to win the like the World Series and he'd give the score and who's going to win the Super Bowls and he'd give the score. But anyway, here's what he said. When the Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl, that's going to be a sign the mighty move of God's going to come to earth and God's going to begin to set in the chief apostles. That's what he says. Wow. And see back then that's you know Wow and it 50 years since the Kansas City Chiefs had won. Anything. Wow. But that's I'm crazy, guys. Yeah, it's amazing. And we need the chief apostles. And see, watch this. If we had Pentecost Sunday, we'd have Chaos Monday. true. Because it's we've true. not built a net. We don't it's have true. a governmental thing it's set true. up to help the people grow and make disciples out of them. So, yeah. anyway, uh, that's pretty amazing. Isn't it? That really is. One, one time Bob Jones had prophesied about a score uh, at one of these big games, and it was supposed, supposed to be different than what it was. It had Thirty seconds, and Bob, we sitting on the couch watching it, and Bob said, "Lord, this ain't what you told me." And basically, the Lord said, "Bob, the game's not over." And a guy named Rocket Ishmael caught a ball, and they scored enough points in less than thirty seconds to win the game. And it was the same score Bob had said. Isn't that amazing? That's
0: incredible. It is so incredible. Uh,
1: Isn't that crazy? Uh, I'll give you another story about predicting things. Uh, Texas, when they first had the lottery. I, you know, this is a way, way back there. But they, and so they're going to bring the lottery in. So I'm sitting there at me in my house, got the TV on. I'm sitting in my recliner with my feet out like this. Mm-hmm. And the first lottery gathering. So they had a bunch of ping pong balls in a bucket of air. Yeah. And I said to the Lord, Lord, can I do that? And he said to me, sure, Bobby, go ahead. So I said, 23. 23 popped up. I said, 17. 17 popped up. I picked four of them just like that. When it got to the fifth one, he said, Don't you do this one and don't you ever do this again. Oh, wow. And the whole room turned cold. So the next time the lottery came on, I go, Mary had a little. Oh, i do my anything goodness. to keep from thinking about the number oh, you know? yeah. again. Oh, my goodness. Pe- oh, my goodness. People would say, Oh, Bobby, give it to me and I'll, I'll tie it to the church. I said, Nope, God told me not to ever wow. do it again. Wow. You know, but wow. he baited me into it. And, you know, it was kind of fun. You'd call out the numbers and jump up there. But uh, he, you know, that's not how he wants to fund the church, it's, you know. Wow, yeah. that's right. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right.
0: That, that's incredible. Yeah. Well, well, the, the, what part are you expecting in the Northwest? Well, I'm expecting awakening. Yeah. I'm expecting that, that kind of place where hearts are being awakened to who we are and who yeah. Jesus is, yeah. you know. And that's that's really what we're 're yeah. going to, and, and not just wait, not something that we can generate, but that place yeah. where we're so partnering with, with yeah. the Lord, where, where, where our scripts are being broken and His script is being yeah. written through our obedience. I tell you one of the things we need to do is get back into the word and see what it really says.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I've read it a thousand times, you have. And they cried unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. We think they got their little hankies out. Look up the, the Hebrew word cried. They screamed and screeched in anguish and agony. Wow that's wow. a lot different than any prayer meeting we've been that's in. right that's right they screamed and screeched in anguish and agony mm-hmm. broken contrite that's the kind of prayer god'll answer mm-hmm. yeah and so sometimes I, I think we we're not serious enough when we really seek him that's right but we'll find it when we search for him seek for him with all of our heart but i can't express enough to to show you and tell us we're at the prefaces of something mm-hmm. you know that we've never seen before and one thing that'll keep us from it is thinking we've already been there yeah. The book of Joshua says, "Get the people ready. They've never been where they're going now, and this is going to be a new territory." And I'm, I'm glad. But I'm, I'm also going to tell you, there's demons being released mm-hmm. that we hadn't faced before. Mm-hmm. There's spiritual realms that we hadn't had to face before. But God wouldn't brought us to this time if it wasn't adequate what we have to deal with it. But uh, uh I don't know. I got. Caught up into the heavens. Now, I'll just tell you, this is an absolute experience. I got caught up into heaven, and it's wonderful. I'm, I'm with God, mm-hmm. and He does something like this and blows away, where you can see through the. Third heaven, where the devil is, and so there's the devil calls for a principality to bring a thing, and he brings a box about the size of a bread box, and it's got black smoke whirling around mm-hmm. it like this, and it's just horrible, and this all hell's excited over the devil summonsing this principality, and he opens this box, and there's a mechanism in there, some kind of a key that's going to unlock the hordes, some mm-hmm. evil forces we've not seen before, and I'm up in heaven, and I'm watching this take place, and all hell is excited, just trembling with excitement, and this this principality takes a key, and he starts flying back to earth, and he's flying like this, and he, gets into, he flies into the side of a mountain that looked like the Badlands. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure where it was, and the Lord looked at me and said, go stop him. So I take off, and I'm flying, and I go into this hole in the ground like this thing did, and I've had this happen before, but I wasn't ready for this because... All the other times, they couldn't touch me. They couldn't find me or nothing. I could do anything, and they couldn't locate me. Mm -hmm. This time, this principality is going to hand this key off to a gatekeeper. You can feel the demons everywhere, just like bats in a cave, just eager to be turned Mm -hmm. loose on the world. And so the Lord said, I said, stop him. So I said, okay. So he's handing this thing off, and I hit him right here real hard, and it knocked this thing up out of his hand. It goes in slow motion and hits the slate floor and rolls in a crack, but I wasn't invisible oh man i tell you they turned on me and they, these demons they'd rip at me wow. and, and the only way I could get them off of me I'd say Jesus is the son of God wow. they had have to let me go wow. and then uh, I'd have to pray in tongues and a little ball of light would come when I'd pray in tongues and it would drop down like this. When it hit the floor, it would spread out mm-hmm. and I could step in the light, then they'd attack me again. And I like to never got out of there. My wife was in bed uh, and she said, you've never heard anything like, it's it like being in a war zone, you know? Wow. And anyway, it took me weeks to get over that. Wow. And I said, Lord. Why was this difference called? All the other times I could do anything. They couldn't touch me or nothing. Mm-hmm. He said, you better tell the body of Christ they need to develop, you know, a deeper mentality on this thing about, uh, you know, taking a stand against spiritual powers because wow. it's it's a, a new
0: realm, Wow! you know, wow. but we're we're ready for it. Bobby, can you tell me uh, uh, the – I heard you tell a story quite quite a long time ago, and um, but – I I can't find it anywhere. <laughs> so I was gonna see if you get. There was a uh, you saw a, a, like this this woman and she had a purse. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and then there I there was remember. a little snake. Okay, I can tell you the story. Yeah,
1: uh, I'm in a like a shopping mall and I'm I'm walking down there and it's just kind of like a normal day and I'm walking. Here comes a businesswoman. Looked like a businesswoman, very uh, nicely dressed and she had a. a Little catch purse around her with a chain, and you know, a little mm-hmm. nice purse. And the Lord said, Watch that woman. And I thought, Okay, she doesn't look threatening, doesn't look uh, anything. And so, anyway, she's coming and she stops about maybe 20 feet in front of me and she takes the purse off her shoulder, like I said, and unsnaps it. And out of it, is a little snake popped out of it no bigger than a pencil and about maybe a foot long and I had on some cowboy boots and I thought this will be nothing I'll stomp that thing's head off and it comes crawling at me like this and it gets about maybe 12 or 15 feet away from me and it goes and spit like that. And when it spit, it turned and transformed into a cobra, maybe fifty feet tall, and as big around is a fifty-five gallon barrel. Now cowboy boots is not gonna handle that. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I said, it was awful and frowned fr- fr- f- 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 and I thought, Lord, and he gave me a big old saber. And he said, Swing then. I swung that saber and it hit this snake and ripped him up like that and children and fell out. And they were fell out in sacks of slime and they're rolling around and they get out of the sacks of slime and they go running back down to the, the mall to their parents. And the the Lord said, The body of Christ is underestimating the power of witchcraft to bind these children You know, and so we gotta we gotta fight against it, you know. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah right, you so. know, I, I think that uh, for a lot of us the way we've done ministries we almost think that what happens in big church is what's important to the yeah. Lord. And sometimes what happens in children's church, yeah. you know, it, yeah. it can almost become like child care. Yeah. And and um, and yet the these principalities, these powers, these businesses yeah. and corporations, everything is uh, youtube it's all targeting the attention yeah, oh of the man. next generation and um and i think that there's there's so much potential right now within yeah. the next, and we can't we can't forsake we can't neglect oh. god's heart for our children oh man i'll tell you what uh, he said uh it would be better for us that a millstone be
1: tied around our neck and us dropped out in the o- ocean there than to hinder one of these little ones that's trying to come to him and uh Boy, we, we want to make it so easy for him to realize Jesus is who he says he is yeah. and just present Jesus to him. And and, he, and and listen, it says from a child, you've known the holy scriptures that are able to and so we got to teach the Bible to our children.
0: Yeah, amen, amen. My
1: oldest grandson, he's 24 now. The other one's 22, and I've got one that's uh, 13 and one that's 5. And the Lord years ago said, I want you to teach your grandchildren the Bible. I said, that's noble. I wouldn't do it. I said, what verses do you want me to teach them? He said, I want you to teach them Psalms 119, verse 9 through 11. And at that time, I'd memorized the Bible in King James, old King James. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Here, here, <laughs> I'm here, here's a, Here's that verse. You ready? <laughs> yeah wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed according to thy word with my whole heart have I sought after thee oh let me not wander from thy commandments that's that verse I said to God God that sounds like Shakespeare you can't teach a little redneck kid that, that. You know. so now I can call any one of them and I can say how can a young person live a clean life wow. and they'll say by obeying the Bible wow. see it's the same thing but in a way they could get it you know and so that's what we got to do yeah. I keep telling preachers we've got to quit trying to put the hay so high the cows can't read it. You know, we got to make that's this right. thing
0: down to earth, you know. Yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah. You understand that, don't yeah. you?
0: come on, come on, yeah. come on.
1: But uh, I'm, I've never been more thrilled. I've been preaching 50 years, five times a week for 50 years. I have never been more thrilled than what I am now, what I see on the horizon for the church. Mm. I mean, and God is accelerating raising the dead. He, he is. We're going to be in Germany this year. I was over there with them. I said, God's accelerating raising the dead. They raised a man from the dead, been in the morgue for four days.
0: That's, that's incredible. Dead. That's
1: yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah. that's dead. yeah. <laughs> and so now they got a big place, you know, because the words come out that there's supernatural power and
0: that's incredible. Yeah, so that is, that, do it, Lord. Do that's it, That's what Lord. we got to do. Gotta it, do. We got it,
1: And it's the Bible said that it's noised abroad that He was in the house. There's not room enough to see Him. Not about the door. If they people find out Jesus is here, here they have come. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I'm,
0: yeah. I'm glad. Bobby, for people that are, that are listening, and um, and when we were talking about this whole thing of awakening in the next generation, yeah. and really honoring what God wants to do uh, with the young, and, and there's something that's leaping inside of people's hearts, yeah. would you yeah. be willing to just start, like, release a prayer uh, for this thing of awakening within the next generation? Yeah. I will.
1: And I, I want to encourage these senior saints, too. They, oh, yeah. Come on, It's Bobby. not yeah. too late. God says in Psalms 92.10, you'll be full of sap stable, firm, bearing fruit in your old age. And some of the best things you can do is take one of these young people and just mentor them. Encourage them. Challenge them. Tell them about the mighty things of God. And I'll tell you what, they'll fall in love with you. Uh, Listen, we've raised a country of almost, they don't know what a home is. Mm. Children don't. And I'm telling you, we need to really lavish some real sincere God love on these young people. I'll tell you what's going to happen. There's going to come a move of God into the church that We'll see past the wickedness to the wounds. Anybody can see the problems they're in. We got to see the solution is they need to fall in love with Jesus. Therefore, if any person be in Christ, he's a new creation. But I want to pray for you, Father. I want to thank you. I pray for men and women that feel like their their time is past. No, would you encourage them and inspire them and let them know the best is yet to come? I pray that you'll just be a fountain of love pouring out of these senior saints to these wayward children looking for guidance, Lord. I pray you'll help us to look and find out what you want us to do and then do it with all of our heart. And I pray for the young people. I pray Ephesians 5 14 through 18 that they would walk with goal, aim, and true purpose. They would find their reason for living and they would do the things that God has placed in their heart to do. And Lord, I want to thank you for letting us live in a time Mm -hmm. like this. Thank you even for this media where we can sit right here and we can spread the gospel all across the place. And Lord, you're such a good, good God. Lord, I want to thank you. You would have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of Christ. Mm. You're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And Lord, I pray you'll impress upon us to make the main thing the main thing. Getting souls saved, transferring them out of the kingdom of darkness, and you put them into the kingdom of love and light. Jesus, we find you wonderful and irresistible lord we want to be more like you and i pray you'll do in us anything it takes to make us more like you in jesus name yeah. amen amen amen
0: yeah. thank you god so much. bless you this was wonderful uh, was i had so a good, good. time And yes. looking forward to this weekend it's we're gonna, gonna have be, a good time it's gonna be good we really are all right bless you Bobby. god bless you